This is episode 40 with Jen Esquire. I used to actually be like the queen of negative self-talk. I would get ready in the morning and I'd be like, oh, my hair looks awful. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this is bad. And it was just my way of getting ready. It wasn't that I needed validation from anyone. It wasn't that. It was just, it honestly was natural to me. Until someone pointed it out that I'm creating a negative space, not only for myself, but for everyone around me when I say anything negative about myself. And so every day for a month, I wrote down two to three things I loved about myself and I had to write them down. Everything is about finding your why. You know, nothing is going to last, nothing's going to be consistent, nothing's going to grow, and you're not going to have a successful business if it's not truly coming from why you want to do it. Like, this is my message and I'm going to get it out there no matter what it takes because it's something I truly believe in so much. the mind body podcast where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs experts and true leaders really works here you won't just listen you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life and of course this podcast is hosted by the strong lovely with the sexy jewish accent lidor dayan Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. And in today's show, I had the honor to speak with Doctor of Physical Therapy and Movement, Jen Hesquare. Jen treats patients privately in the Los Angeles area, but educates people all over the world through her social media channels on how to live an active and healthy lifestyle. She is a very smart, generous, and a very hard-working woman. Jen and I talked about several topics from the importance of mobility and moving our body to having a better self-image, handing self-talk and the journey to build your own business. So without further ado, let's begin the interview. So welcome Jen Esker to the Mind Body Podcast or should I say Dr. Jen Esker. <laughs> Thank you. Good to have you here. I'm really honored to have you. So, uh, first of all, uh, every person that I interview, I always start uh, by letting them introduce themselves for a short brief. So, if you please can share with us who you are, what you do. Yeah. So, I am a doctor, as you said. I'm a physical therapist down here in L.A., California. Not so sunny today, though. It's a little rainy today. Um And I work on, pri- on patients privately, so I do one-on-one treatments, um, which is super special, really awesome, rather than like the busy clinic setting. And then I also have kind of brought what I love and what I do online. So I do a lot of education through social media, and then I have programs that people can get out of pain and start moving better on their own. That's uh, amazing and I always love to study what gets people really hungry to do something they love and most of it it's because of personal pain, some sort of pain that they have and they had to find a way because they wanted to know more. So what was it for you? You know, I'm actually super grateful for the life that I've 
grown up in and so blessed to have an amazing family, always so supportive of everything I've done. Um, so I, knock on wood, haven't been through any like really traumatic incidences or anything. But what I have taken into account and appreciation and what's driven me to be to want to help more is the fact that going through PT school you see the worst of the worst you see people who live with cerebral palsy and I mean them taking care of themselves looks painful getting up and down off a wheelchair looks awful um, I've seen people who have junior rheumatoid arthritis I've seen people with disease I've seen people just really sick or born with what we would consider limitations. And yet here they are running marathons with no legs and doing gymnastics with no legs. I mean, people who are just so incredibly inspiring and use their full capability of everything that they've been born with and that they've been given to live. Where other people, here we are complaining like, well, my knee hurts after I run five miles or, <laughs> you know, something that is, or I can't stretch. I'm just not flexible. But you have the ability to get into these other places. So what my drive is, is taking people back into the appreciation of what they have within their bodies of showing them that you have this capable, amazing body. Let's use it. Let's maximize it. Let's, and so that's where my drive has come from. It's come from seeing people who, what we would consider to be limitations, and they're living fully into everything that they have, and yet other people who have no limitations are not. Mm -hmm. And I find it really interesting because uh, myself as well, I was a trainer for a lot, a lot of years, and most of the people and clients that I had the privilege to work with, most of them, when they come to you, they come to find a strategy. I, I need a strategy. I need to find something. But I believe it's a lot of psychology, right? Because yeah. when, when they change the, the way they see it and their psychology about the, their challenges or the problems, then nothing can really stop them. So yeah. what, what do you do uh, with specific clients that come with you and like, oh, I can't do this, I have this, and I have this, uh, this holder and all of those uh, stuff? So, yeah. Um, initially, I really just allow people to have, when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with a patient, I allow them to just have the space to be open, to feel safe and to be able to talk about whatever it is. Because a lot of times, People are, especially in LA and like in busy towns and busy cities, but really all over, we have a lot going on in our lives and we're usually taking on more than we feel like we can handle and are under all this stress, all this pressure and a lot of pressure that we just put on ourselves. So when you allow someone to just lay down, relax, tap into their body and release, I get a lot of people who just end up crying digging deeper into emotion that they didn't even realize that they were holding on to. So I really allow people to open up and to have that space. And when they have that space, then they're able to find compassion for their bodies and say, oh, okay, I'm stressed, I'm under this, or this has really been holding me back. This is where my pain is coming from. And all of a sudden, they're able to step into this pain. And then we're able to get into a little bit of movement. And what I initially do is I, I'm always thinking about how can we rebalance the system through breath? through neurological work, through through things, because the nervous system, it, it responds super quickly. This is why you can see those pictures on Instagram where 
you know, one minute they're, they're hunched over and then they get worked on and the next minute they're opened up and they're, they're standing taller. It's not like that's a permanent change. It's a neurological change that takes like minutes to an hour to create. And when you are able to show someone this quick change, this quick response and how, how fast that their system is able to get out of these positions and able to find peace and able to find balance, they're able to respond to it. And then they say, oh, I can have no pain or I can feel balanced or I can move my arm. Or I, and so I am constantly encouraging through breath, through movement, through opening up space um, and the way that I usually do that through online measures is really just, again, tapping people back into the gratitude. Like, okay, right now it might hurt to raise your arm all the way up, but do you realize that a lot of people can't even lift their arm halfway up? And you can. Or think about when you go reach for something. You can do that. So reach into that and then reach a little higher. And so getting people to kind of appreciate where they're at and that they have space to grow. And they're going to continue to grow the more that they're able to work into it and appreciate where they are right now. Yeah, you're, you're so right uh, because a lot of us uh, forget uh, to have perspective in life, right? Because uh, mm -hmm. the, it's like uh, the law of familiarity. When you're around something long enough, then you start to take it for granted, like your body, like walking yeah. outside. So actually uh, practicing gratitude daily is something that is really, really can shift your mindset to actually yes. look at the small stuff in life and not like uh, just take it on, oh, okay, another day and you walk and uh, you see and okay, it's just because just like you said, some people don't, can't even do this. And when you we tap into that gratitude daily, then you, you can really, I believe this is true wealth, where true wealth yeah. comes from. And most yeah. people think it's like, ah, when I achieve, I have millions of dollars and all of this, then I will be happy. But yeah. you and I know it's not true. And yeah. uh, this is what I try to always uh, teach people. And uh, so they can, okay, you start grateful. You start by uh, practicing like uh, living in gratitude and see the small stuff without all the expectation. Yeah, exactly. And also I want to ask you, because I see, in, especially in 2018, and the technology that's getting really, really better from year to year, and it makes most people so lazy to even, you know, like everything is in a touch, right? We, we don't move. So most of us usually sit or our neck is down all the time. So what do you recommend to most people, especially right now? to get out of this? Yeah, I just recommend being more mindful because the more that we can be mindful, the more that we realize, oh, I was just sitting for over two hours. Maybe I should get up and move. Or, oh, I've been looking down at my phone for 30 minutes. Maybe I should pull my neck back and do a double chin. Maybe I should stretch and open up in my shoulders. So being able to tap in to your body is a, is a sense of mindfulness because then that means that you're being aware. You're being aware of where your body has been resting and where you can move out of it. 
and you're being aware of like, oh, I've been crossing my right leg for a really long time. Let's cross my left leg and see what that feels like. So being mindful and aware of where your body is resting and just how we're going to move out of that, I think is so important because it's not necessarily about doing all these perfect stretches or it's not necessarily about having this one set routine you're going to you're going to implement every time at 12 o'clock or something but it's really where can i implement it any time throughout the day that my body needs it so maybe it's i've been working at my desk for uh, an hour and it's going to feel really good to get up on the wall and do a stretch to open up my chest and i don't care who looks at me in the work because i know that that's going to be grateful for my body and that's going to be the best thing that my body needs at this time so being able to tap in and listen to these little aches these little pains seeing how you can shift out of that maybe that means you're standing for a little bit maybe that means you're sitting for a little bit maybe that means you cross the other leg you lean the other direction so doing things that are just constantly being mindful being aware and moving out of new getting into new positions I'm trying to get into the average mindset of the person so we would say like okay I understand but how do I know when to do it how much to do it because I don't know like 15 seconds reset this so uh, if you could give a practical thing to for uh, the average person that is walking a nine to five what would it be yeah well that's what I provide you know my Instagram for it's like crap ton of <laughs> free exercises that you can pull from at any single time. And, it, and I tell you, you know, do 10 breaths here or do this and do that. I would say just realize that for the average person, most of the time your upper traps start to get painful, start to get tight. And we're always like, oh, I need a massage. I need to rub out my neck. I need to rub out my upper traps. But are you realizing that your arms are forward, your shoulders are getting tight, your neck is starting to go forward? So actually, if we didn't get a massage, because that's not going to do anything or change anything, but we opened up in the chest. So that means, you know, that could mean that you just bring your arms back on the chair. That can mean that you're going to do the wall peck stretch, which I've shown on my Instagram a million times. That can mean that you're going to lay on the floor on a foam roller and just allow your arms to fall out in a football post. So there's so many different things that you can do to start to open the chest area. And that is one of the most powerful things that you can do to start to decrease that upper trap strain, that neck tension that typically builds up during the day. Um, the other thing that I would say is that you have to be super mindful of your breath. As you go through work, we all get stressed and typically it starts to rise into the chest area, which if we're going to be chest breathers and we move up and down through the chest, then you're going to be using all these muscles up around your neck so much more than they need to be used, which is then again, like all of a sudden neck pain, neck tension, headaches, migraines, all these things are all related to how we're tapping into our body. So then I would say, okay, can you relax your shoulders at your desk? Can you breathe? Can you put one hand on your belly and breathe into your belly hand? Can you relax in the chest hand? So doing things that kind of tap back into getting back into your breath because your breath is so powerful. It is going to decrease the cortisol levels, which increase pain. So if you're breathing from your upper chest, you're, you're increasing cortisol levels, you're increasing stress, you're increasing pain, you're increasing the tension in your, in your neck and everything like that. So 
tapping back into putting one hand on your chest, one hand on your belly, breathing into that belly hand, slowing down the breath so that you can decrease the stress, decrease the pain, and relax the muscles around the neck is huge. So two things, stretching in the in the shoulders and the chest area and and focusing on breath are going to be the two most powerful things that people can do on average, whether you're sitting in the car a lot, sitting at your desk, anything like that. That's that's great. But I see like most people just don't understand the importance of it, right? Like, uh, like don't, people don't understand how important it is uh, to go to the gym or uh, have a personal trainer or something because they value their body like really literally. Like uh, when I used to be a, a trainer and I would say, okay, uh, services of a personal trainer is this, this amount. And people just like, oh my God, this is too much money or something like that. They just don't value how important it is their body. But uh, buying a case, for example, of an iPhone of $500, ah, that's okay. <laughs> so yes. so it's, it's funny, but uh, how, how people uh, don't aware of the importance of the yes. body. Yes, what I like to say is, you know, we brush our teeth every day and that just is become habit, right? That's just a known fact that you should be brushing your teeth every day. And why? Because no one likes the dentist, first of all. You you don't want to get cavities. You don't want to get root canals. You don't want your teeth to look ugly. So we brush our teeth every day. But why are we not then mobilizing our body every day? Why are we not taking care of your body so that you don't have pain? You don't have injury. You don't have to go to the hospital. You don't have to see a physical therapist. You don't have to go to the doctor all the time. Like once you start to take knowledge of your body is like your teeth. Taking care of something is going to be preventative so that you don't have to spend so much more in doctor bills. You don't have to get pain. You don't have to get injury. Uh, so taking the time to tune in to these things, to move around when you're at work, to stretch, to breathe differently is so powerful so that you don't have to spend the money later on after you do get injured or after you are in pain. The thing is, it's just uh, when something happens, most people start to okay or wake up because the two main force in life is uh, avoiding pain and gaining pleasure. And people will do more to avoid pain than to gain a pleasure. So, for example, if my knee starts to hurt right now, then okay, now it's a must for me. I need to start working on it, right? So, what I always uh, do and I tell other people is, uh, it's called a, a Deacon process. It's like whenever something was painful, for example, in the past, present, and we can see it can become uh, really painful in the future, then we can switch our brain and we don't wait for something to happen and we take charge of it. So it's, it's really important to do that because most of people just go into automatic pilot in life and then yes. emotional events happen and now they, oh, now I need to change, right? Yes, yes. So you are the second woman here in the podcast, so this is an honor. So uh, as a fitness expert, uh, what do you think is the three main things that the women need to focus on when they're trying to build their glutes and the body of their dreams? Um, they need to focus less on comparison and... Instagram. Nice. I like it. <laughs> and more on learning and understanding what proper engagement is 
And that means going to someone who actually has the knowledge that is going to help you because just learning, learning off Instagram is not learning, first of all. <laughs> um, and and trying to stick out your bum as much as you can is also not going to build the bum. It's only going to hurt your back. It's going to lead to hip impingements. It's going to lead to knee pain. It's going to lead to all this other pain. So instead of sticking the bum out to try to get a larger bum, you need to learn how to activate properly, which means which is something I can't really explain through audio. <laughs> mm. It just means, you know, you're not you're not dipping the hips forward and sticking the bottom out in every exercise that you do. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're so uh, right because uh, so many women and especially men too, like they see all these fitness models, they show their abs with, you know, all these uh, filters and they want to be like that and uh, it's like uh, putting like yourself like when I look perfect or in certain way then I will be happy or I will love myself because yeah. uh, for women I think it's something that's really really hard to accept themselves right so, like to love themselves for who they are yeah. then they think ah when I am fit when I have a, a, a business and da 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 then I will be happy so how was it like your personal journey what made you start to actually love yourself more and uh, because i believe working on yourself is the biggest and most valuable thing in life a hundred percent so i used to actually be like the queen of negative self-talk mm. i would get ready in the morning and i'd be like oh my hair looks awful oh, this is bad oh this is bad and it was just my way of getting ready it wasn't that i needed validation from anyone it wasn't that it was just it honestly was natural to me until someone pointed it out that i'm creating a negative space not only for myself but for everyone around me when i say anything negative about myself and so I am always huge on like I don't want to create a negative space for anyone else so the fact that me talking negative to myself creates a negative energy to other people that's what tricked and like triggered my mind to change and so every day for a month I wrote down two to three things I loved about myself and I had to write them down and and anytime so I and then I got my mom and my friends and anyone around me if they ever, talk negatively about themselves or if I talked negatively about myself we had to catch each other and and immediately switch the conversation mm -hmm. and change what we just said so if something was like if we didn't like something we all of a sudden love it and we had to say that we had to verbalize it and I would get all the women around me to connect to this thing as well so that I held myself accountable and I held the people around me accountable and it was, it, it honestly, it was the most powerful thing I've ever done for myself. And it really helped to start tapping back into appreciation, love, gratitude, and positive self-image. Yeah, you, you're so right. Uh, because uh, a lot of us uh, get caught up in what I call uh, patterns, habits, right? Because whatever you did in the past, it was a habit. And it's become an, an automatic pilot for you to like, oh, I look this, I look this. It's just a habit. So what you did, it's, you interrupt the pattern. So whenever you become aware, what you started to be aware, you reframe it. You're like, okay, you start to look at the problem in another uh, aspect and you made the, the environment to support you and always break your patterns so whenever you yes. start to do this and oh don't say it, don't say it so when we interrupt a pattern enough time 
then eventually we can get the leverage and change for the long term. And this yeah. is, I believe, what made you to change the way you see yourself and by that developing business and all the other aspects of your life. And what would you recommend, for example, to women that want to start something just like you start an online business and they want to do something they love? Because the loft uh, still stuck in the nine to five job, and they said I don't have the time, or I have kids, and all of the. I, I don't say it's not true, but what would you suggest to them that they can still okay see progress? Because many of them, if they even start and they see no progress, then they stop. Mm-hmm. Everything is about finding your why. You know. Nothing is going to last, nothing's going to be consistent, nothing's going to grow, and you're not going to have a successful business if it's not truly coming from why you want to do it, why it is your passion, why you want to create it, why you're going to bust your ass after you're working your nine to five just to continue it. Um, and so for me, personally, it always, Instagram became, at first it was a hobby. I was in grad school, so, and I discovered the calisthenic guys and acro yoga and all these other things and it became my fitness journey and I just I became passionate about posting about it because it was fun it was something interactive I was meeting new people so it became something that was just like a passion through a hobby and I wanted to share my journey with people and so I started to grow but Regardless, I'm in grad school. <laughs> That's still really hard. And yet I'm finding the time to compete in calisthenics, to learn acro yoga, to meet new people, to go to events, to post every day. So regardless of being busy and being in grad school, being a grad student, I still found the time to do something because it was fun for me. It was a passion. It was something that I felt driven to promote and to share. So that is the number one. And then once I graduated and I wanted people to know that I had this degree and I had some education behind me, it started to shift toward more educational posts. And the more that people, people viewed those way more than they did my, my, just my fitness journey. So then I started to really appreciate that people loved to learn and people want knowledge. They want education. And so that drove me. People wanting to learn from me, people wanting to grasp onto new information that they didn't know, that is what drove me to want to post every day, to want to make sure I was putting and creating new content. And I didn't even have a business. That was just my side hobby on Instagram. I mean, yeah, I had some sponsors and I went to events and I got paid for certain things, but it wasn't like it was my job. I was definitely still working um, as a physical therapist at a clinic. And then once that began to pick up more, I just started to say, okay, Maybe I don't need to be at a clinic anymore. Maybe I can grab my own clients based on what I'm doing. And so I started to do that. And then it became, okay, I love what I'm doing, but I have this following and I want to impact more people. I want to be able to reach them in a greater way so that they can get out of their own pain. And so I created a program. So it became its own business just by following my passion and being so consistent with it. And I've had an Instagram now for the last four and a half years. So this by no means has been an overnight thing. This, and that's what I think people think too. It's like, oh, I'm going to start something and it's not going anywhere, so I'm just going to give up. Well, no one you see who is doing what they're doing got started in, within a couple months. They're killing it. Like it is 
been something that has been continual growth, continual pushing, continual, like, this is my message and I'm going to get it out there no matter what it takes because it's something I truly believe in so much. Yes, uh, you, you're so right about it because I, I think it's uh, like uh, uh, the media or maybe the television they try to program us with all of those commercials that oh you go want to get re, uh, get lean in 30 days so everything is like they try to put you like oh everything is going to happen fast you're going yeah. to have the six pack in 30 days you're gonna yeah. find the love of your life in 30 days but everything that lasts for a long time takes time you and I know, yes. like, uh, if you're in a relationship and you start, uh, it's not like after a week, okay, let's get married. <laughs> it's rarely happen, right? So it's, it takes time to build, and uh, yes. like in business as well. So if yes. people start something, they gotta put their mind on, okay, it's something that's gonna take maybe five years, ten years, and if yes. it's really going to be something that's gonna impact the world, then it's gonna take a while. It's going to take a while, for 100%. And, and the main thing is, if you're results-driven and you're only like, well, I'm going to do this because I've heard this person made a lot of money or I'm going to do this because I can get rich quick, it is not going to last. You're going to be found out as a fraud and you're not going to do that well. And it's, it's just, and who are you benefiting? What is, like, we want people who are actually doing good in this world, right? So it's not about the results. The results will come when you are so connected to it the results really do come but you have to be so coming from your why your purpose your drive and that is what keeps you consistent that's what keeps you reaching out that's what keeps you going and then results will will show but don't don't go for results go because it's your why it is your passion it's your purpose in this life yes and i believe it's also by falling in love with your audience your customers more than just the products and stuff because yes. you will try to always find a better way to okay i want to make it better for them okay why why is it that some people like it some other how can i change it how can i make it better all the time for them yeah. not just for yes. the, the product so 100%. yeah and uh, before we finish, uh, I also want to talk to you a little bit about, I believe this is something that uh, can give us a lot of pleasure in life and uh, a lot of pain, what is, uh, which is relationship. So uh, how uh, did your relationship uh, change your life for the better? Uh, well, I honestly didn't even know about like online marketing until I met my my boyfriend. So that definitely he I kind of I went for someone who was completely opposite of me mm. in terms of just going so big, never thinking small, always like the possibilities are absolutely endless. Um, and because I did have a mindset of like, well, you know, I don't know business, so I'll always work for someone. I'll always do this. And and I was always in a mindset of thinking smaller because I didn't think I had the ability to do bit, to do more. Uh, so being with someone who inspired me to do more, to be, to live bigger, to know that I had whatever it took within me to be able to do that is what has absolutely been the driver between us between us and the fact that we can inspire each other to do things we didn't think we could, to go out there and be able to impact people, to 
And, and that doesn't have to mean that you have a huge audience either. I mean, I think people think like, well, you guys are influencers, so it's easier. But it's, it's not about being an influencer. It's not about, you know, how many people you're impacting. It's just that if you're impacting, that can mean your kid, your niece, your nephew, the people directly around you. How are you impacting them in their lives? So, you know, the fact that we're constantly striving, no matter who we're around, to be an impact, to be an influence, to be, to create change, to inspire the world through our message and who we are, and we're always trying to grow into better humans, too. It's never about complacency. Um, we're always pushing each other to to be better, just in in humans, <laughs> mm-hmm. in ourselves, and to love ourselves more, and to take care of ourselves more. And I think because we both have that drive in terms of of wanting that growth internally for ourselves, it helps us grow as a couple. I and think so that's been yeah. the most inspiring. I think it's like you, you gotta walk um, all the time on yourself if you want to really be good in relationship, no? Because it's constant yes. uh, developing you, not trying to yes. make the other change the other person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, yeah, that uh, I I just started a new relationship, so like I I want to ask you in order to, for example, make it like uh, like really good relationship. Do you believe uh, like-minded is something that's uh, really a must or like you said it influenced you so it's it drove you to to become more mm-hmm. um you know i think it's an interesting thing i think you have i think if you are a person who is seeking growth which most people who are going to listen to this podcast or listen to other podcasts or whatever it may be they're usually seeking growth right so if you are that person you have to be with someone else who's seeking growth who wants, who wants to, maybe they don't know it yet, but they're, they want to be a little bigger and you see that they could be bigger. So you want to be with someone who is going to be in a constant growth mindset, even if it doesn't mean that they're there right now or that, I mean, no one's going to be perfect, you know, and we're all going to have differences in opinions. We're all going to have differences in a little bit of stuff, but but like-minded in a sense of growth and the things that you feel like you want to grow into as well, I think is important. So for me personally, I would need to be with someone who does take health into consideration and wants to constantly be growing into a better human in terms of taking care of their health and, and tuning in, trying new things, being open to whatever that may look like. Maybe we try intermittent fasting. Maybe we maybe we do paleo, maybe we do, you know, so trying other things I think is, is important and being with someone who's open-minded to take care of their health in that way and to continue to see what is new and research and want to work out and take care of their bodies. For me, that is something that's, that's huge and like-minded, I guess you can say, but I, I call it just like a growth kind of mindset and open mindset and that, and someone who's going to take the responsibility to take care of themselves is usually going to take the responsibility to take care of other areas of their life as well. So you don't really have to worry about them then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's important. Yeah, that's so true because uh, whenever you always try to grow and the other person, for example, try to like, ah, oh, no, no, I don't want, uh, 
leave it alone, leave me alone, I will do it next month, da da da. So that's a little bit, you know. <laughs> so you always want um, somebody, like you said, that want, that they have, for example, the potential that he wants, he just don't know like how to do it. Maybe a little bit of a fear there, but uh, yeah. if there is a, a sense of uh, that he or she wants that, you can uh, eventually make it. Yeah, and it's not really about you making that person grow, right? So how, and then it, it comes back to looking internal again. Mm. What is my language like with them? Like, am I, am I controlling this person or am I empowering them? Mm. So, so that's where you get to dive in deeper with yourself too because sometimes we get caught in like, oh, this person doesn't want to grow and all of a sudden you kind of, your ego is taking over as this, like, I want to grow, they don't want to, I don't know. But, but it could also be, well, maybe you are actually the one who's overpowering them, who's making them back away, who's making them not want to grow, who's making them feel smaller. So what is your language like that you can start to shift, you can start to learn how to empower another person? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all about communication, right? It's like yeah. uh, and talking, uh, understanding each other's rules, for example, because most of us communicate to another person in the way we see the world. And, ah, but you must do this and this. But in yeah. their model of the world, it's different. So exactly. communication is so, so valuable. And yeah. I believe that asking the right questions can really be beneficial. So, for example, for people that listen to this, that want to, uh, for example, ask another person question to know the rules. So you ask a question like, what has to happen in order for you to feel love, for example? Then you know a person rule. So, yeah. so it's really helpful. So last question that I have for you is, uh, what is the legacy that you would like to live? The legacy I want to live is, you know, empowering the world to start to take responsibility back for their own bodies. The world, because we all have the ability to tap in more. We all have the ability to take responsibility back for how we're feeling and what we're doing to our bodies. Yes, that's that's so amazing, and and I like your mindset of uh, always, uh, you know, uh, thinking big and big, uh, and I believe that's the best thing about life. Uh, everybody has a different journey, and we all start with uh, some so sort of fear and hesitation. And the more you tap into your own potential, and you're like, okay, what can I do next? And when you do one thing, oh, well, maybe I can do more. Maybe I can uh, spread it uh, wider and wider and wider. So it's a never-ending process, and only us as human can actually know how far we can take it if we yeah. stop limiting ourselves and have those fears because fears is something that's universal everybody has those fears but uh, those who are true leaders and uh, that's the difference between courage and fear courage is you feel the fear but you do it anyway right mm -hmm. yeah so 100%. where can we find you Definitely Instagram is my biggest thing right now, uh, DocGenFit on Instagram. Uh, I will have a YouTube starting very soon, so DocGenFit on there as well. Um, and then DocGenFit.com is where you can find all my, all my programs and everything to kind of join in our private groups. That's amazing. I wish you all the best uh, with your journey, with your mission. And uh, I like to connect with uh, like-minded people. So thank you very much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the FAST factor. The FAST factor stands for 1. Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body Podcast community. Number 2. Act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. 3. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Because just like I always says, leaders create leaders, and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook, act, subscribe, and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.